Today is a day that no one should ever forget. It's the 80-year anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor, where we lost thousands of people, and we lost battleships, carriers, aircrafts, and it drug us into World War II, where we lost so, so much more, and the country sacrificed so, so much more throughout all the battles and everything. So we're going to get into a whole bunch of it to commemorate it all, you know, let people know about some of the stuff that, you know, might not have ever even heard about a lot of the stuff from World War II. We're going to do it after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. back to the Jesse Rosinski show and today well might have said that we're going to go talk about some more current stuff but that point of the day yesterday my brain was all over God's creation ah so completely like I'm not good with numbers like I mean what day is it uh like so I didn't realize I mean I wasn't even thinking tomorrow's the seventh because I wasn't thinking today is the sixth so we're gonna cover Pearl Harbor because it's been 80 years since the attack by the Japanese. Attack on Pearl Harbor. According to archives.gov, the U.S. had 4,535 casualties and lost or severe damage to 188 planes, eight battleships, three light cruisers, and four miscellaneous vessels. <clears throat> Japanese loss was less than 100 personnel, 29 planes, and five midget submarines. And when I say those, you know, battleships, and all like that was the whole like fleet of them. Uh, and then, according to Britannica, you know, there were destroyed or damaged eighteen ships of war, which include the entire battleship force and three hundred forty-seven planes. And U.S. casualties amounted to two thousand four hundred three dead and one thousand one hundred seventy-eight wounded. Again, like you look anywhere, there's just it seems it's kind of terrifying how there's just a different number every time you turn around. Uh, there's a lot of that. When I looked up like five different places and they all had different numbers. So, and some of them were just different like government entities and they had different numbers. So, there's always that. But important stuff that happened uh, the day after the attack before a joint session of Congress, President Roosevelt <clears throat> asked Congress for a declaration of war against Japan and got with only one dissenting vote. We are trying, you know, the isolationist thing, not trying to get back into another war after World War I had happened and getting into everyone else's stuff. I mean, but three days later, Germany and Italy declared war against us and Congress voted unanimously that time and declared war on them, which that attack and all that led us into World War II. Uh, at the time, the U.S. had around 2.2 million men at arms and, you know, Barely any army divisions were even close to the state of actual readiness or preparedness for this to happen. Again, we were drug into it, but readiness is key to things. The Army Air Corps only had around 1,100 combat planes in different states of readiness. And, you know, that included serviceability, being up to date with all, you know, newer technologies and everything that they could have. But don't worry, there was a lot like during this war. I mean, whether it was us or on the other side with Hitler, the Nazis and Stalin and all, like everyone, like this was so many things were made, like so many different types of uh, rockets and jet engines and like 
like if you can like get on to see it um on hitler's mega weapons look up that it's a pbs show i mean i don't know if you can find anywhere free it used to be on netflix but it isn't anymore but watch that because that shows just a bunch of stuff that hitler and them came up with and it was really you know i thought it was a really good thing watched it a few times just because you know you always catch something more um but eventually we went from that 2.2 million to five to 15 million men and women that would serve um and we were at such a bad state of readiness which you know i mean these you know after World War One, I mean, yeah, but it took until 1943 for the U.S. to be capable of large-scale offensive campaigns while they were building, like, literally everything up. I mean, 2.2 to 15 million by the end of it. I mean, that was a large build-up to get lots of people. You know, there's drafts. There's, you know, all the drives they did for, you know, things, all the rationing. Like, a lot of people did a lot of sacrificing to be able to get us to that point in 1943 to be able to actually go on large offensives, you know, in this war. And it was like, just telling you, like, it's crazy how much stuff like happened, how many battles, but synthetic rubber industry was developed from scratch. Again, all the rationing, like we all know, like they rationed everything. There were drives for everything. Like they did lots and lots and then there was so much sacrifice for all the people then, young, old, in between, like, everyone, all families were making some kind of sacrifice to do it, you know, to keep it going so we could stay, you know, the country. Like, it was really just amazing. Um, we did develop proximity fuse and, of course, a nuclear bomb, which would later be used. Kept inflation under control during all of it, you know, but the cost of the war to the federal government from 1941 to 1945 was, yeah, you know, giant number, but 320-plus billion dollars, which is 10 times higher than the cost of World War One. Taxes paid 41% of the cost. The number for World War One in that category is 33%. So, you know, more tax money. But, you know, they actually raised numbers of that, but we're about to get in. The national debt increased fivefold, 200, you know, 59 billion in 1945 and the tax revenue act of 1942 increased the number of those who paid taxes from 13 million to 50 million ergo yeah that's how they were able to raise so much more you know out of taxes you know to pay for it um unless they had to get money from other financial institutions and all that to pay them back but you know other sources but it was better than you know Selling, you know, war bonds and lowering all that and, you know, doing everything that that entails. Um, but again, sacrifice that everyone made was just, you know, amazing. Uh, civilian employment rose from 46 million in 1940 to 53 million by 1945. The pool of unemployed males dried up in 1943 and all the needs were not met, even with all that. And that include increases, you know, once all the male pool dried up within female minority and over or underage, overage or underage males working. So they got the labor force they needed and everything that we were producing at that point for the war and all that, like they couldn't even like find enough people to do it. Like they were producing so much and they still ran out of people, millions of them. And again, Whole different thing, but that also got Roosevelt to sign Executive Order 8802 on June 25th of 1941, 
which prohibited racial discrimination in job training programs and by defense contractors. He also established the Fair Employment Practices Committee to ensure compliance in that. And by the end of 1942, 2 million black men and women were at work in the defense industries, which is a giant move for them and in the country. And, you know, really did have the biggest, like, you know, because of that, all these good paying jobs and all that, like, the wage gap, like all those things, like it was one of the biggest times for that ever during that war because everyone got to work and everyone needed to be to work. And they signed all the stuff to stop discrimination, doing everything. Like, which, you know, I mean, that was a giant step in the country. Did it, you know, completely solve everything? No. Did a lot of states follow and check, you know, in, in line with the federal government doing that to get rid of discrimination and laws and all that in there? Yes, but were there still problems way after the war? Yes, yes, there were. And there's some places where it's still very much alive and well, and places that are still living with the ghosts of the past and all that discrimination. But during World War II, I mean, that was a giant you know, growth rate for all of them. Because, you know, again all the work that was there they needed it stopped discrimination stop everything just get in there and go for the betterment of everything there's not executive orders and all that so stop it which you know is phenomenal and really did again it was one of the biggest growth periods for them just because you know they're finally uh, allowed to do all these things so that was you know really good uh, another one though there were sadly some fifteen thousand labor stoppages during the war you know strikes and all those you know it is it's stuff that happens over wages and work conditions, like all that. It's just around 36 million man days. That was man days, not man hours, man days lost, which is just astonishing. 36 million. How long the war was, I mean, do the math. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Whole lot of people, but... And another sad note from here's one from the war, but the internment camps, you know, the West Coast and all that, uh, around 110,000 Japanese Americans. I mean, they lost their liberties, their freedoms, the property, businesses, houses. Like they lost all kinds of things, and uh, it wasn't necessary. And those people were all even rounded up, and all that stuff happened even after like the FBI went through and got all the ones that were supposed to be bad actors out. And that was six figures worth of. People, like innocent people are just here hard work and trying to make a life in this country. They didn't deserve any of that. I mean, they were there to fight for it too. I mean, they would have fought for this thing if they had the chance and they were thrown in internment camps, even though we are, you know, going after, you know, Hitler was part of it and look what Stalin was doing to people, murdering people, look what Hitler was doing to people, like and all the stuff they were doing. Like how does were we any better in that situation? I still, I don't care. I love the country, but. In that situation, like, how did that make us better than them? We're supposed to be the beacon, like, it's just, but thankfully there were some good ones, you know, that, you know, did good work. There were lots of people that did good work, but there are so many hundreds of thousands that, that got completely just screwed in that whole entire thing for absolutely nothing. Just because Japan attacked us and these Japanese Americans and other people that came over here that were, you know, Loved America or American through and through. That got dealt one of the 
dirtiest hands in history just because of their heritage um even after they were you know looked into by you know the fed and everyone else like they still got screwed with and there's nothing we can do to make that any better um i mean how do you make doing something like that to that many people like how do you make it better like you don't but you know that need remembered too out there because a lot of them didn't do a damn thing and there they were um ridiculous um moving on the united nations was formed in december of 1941 wartime alliance of 26 nations that was signed started by uh roosevelt and Winston churchill uh in 1945 50 nations signs the charter for you know permanent united nations to be around not just in wartime and times of peace to you know, do everything that yeah you know, they do and what they've turned into now you know all that that was started from world war ii uh, japan was under siege in 1945 with the invasions of iwo jima and okinawa and they you know after we dropped the uh bombs on them in hiroshima and nagasaki uh came around september 2nd they signed off on the, on the surrender they officially you know, surrendered in tokyo harbor and they did it on the uss missouri battleship you know so which is very yes I, I know there's a better word than full circle but that's like you know the big yeah you attacked us we're still here we still got it we still won um all that um which brought a big thing that was after you know uh hitler's yeah after he did you know sign off on the surrender like there's there all kinds of stuff we can get into what hitler did and all like the whole nother thing i have my own feelings historians have their own feelings like a lot of weird yeah i'm just talking about battle wise i'm not talking about yeah what he did outside of that but Symbolic. There's the word. It's symbolic of them signing it off on one of our battleships, USS Missouri in Tokyo Harbor. Then we can't forget about the battles that happened across, like all over the place. I mean, we were all over Africa, Italy. I mean, you name it. But the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, 33,000 casualties. That was in Hurricane Forest, which is the German Belgium border, and the Siegfried Line mm-hmm. campaign. There's a lot of Siegfried Line campaigns in here. You'll notice it. Uh, the Battle of Normandy. 16,293 killed, 43,221 wounded, 6,180 captured or missing, totaling 63,360 in Normandy, France. Battle of Salerno, 4,870 casualties in Salerno, Italy. Battle of Aachen, Aachen, however you want to pronounce it. People doing it all the time. So either way, but 5,000 casualties, and as in Aachen, Germany, also the Siegfried Line campaign. Battle of the Bulge, 19,000 killed, 47,500 wounded, 23,000 missing, 89,500 total. As the Ardennes, Belgium, Luxembourg, and Germany, also a Siegfried Line campaign. Battle of Midway, 370 casualties near Midway Atoll. Battle of Guadalcanal, that's a big one, 1,600 killed, 4,400 missing and that were never found. That's in Guadalcanal and the Solomon Islands. Battle of Tarawa. It's the name Tarawa Terrace. It's like base housing here in town, named after it. But Battle of Tarawa, 1,000 killed, 2,296 wounded. Etio Tarawa, oh, Battle of Saipan, 
2,949 killed, 10,064 wounded, 13,313 total in Saipan, the Mariana Islands, Battle of Manila, 1,010 killed, 5,565 wounded, 6,575 total in Manila, Philippines, Battle of Iwo Jima, like we all know that one, that thing, yeah, raising the flag, like all that, but 6,821 killed, 19,217 injured, 26,038 in total in Iwo Jima, Japan. And then Battle of Okinawa, you know, there's so much stuff over there in the Pacific, but 12,513 killed, 38,916 injured, 51,429 total in Okinawa, Japan. And like, and there were so many, there were dozens, dozens more. I just didn't want to kill everyone with the whole entire list of every battle that every happened. I went through ones that, you know, people, you know, probably know or, yeah, I've heard of throughout everything important ones battle of Jima is a big one guadalcanal midway there then that was a crazy one the battle of the bulge now for us uh i can really everything the siegfried line was just that was a big important one normandy we all know normandy like there's a lot of really really big historically important battles there uh again look into all of them like there's a lot of stories and just history there that you really don't get to hear a lot about from that war but they that we got drug into it because of the attack on pearl harbor and like that's where it all like they're trying to stay out of it you guys and again that's just you know some of the battles that's not all of them that's not everything but that's a lot and lot of just people i can still be here they're not, but could still be here. Bloody, it's just, I don't think the world that didn't serve and didn't know anyone like appreciates it nowadays. It's just sad, but I mean, those people, like the sacrifices that they all made, made, made regardless, if, you know, they were just civilians here in the States, you know, rationing and doing all the drives for everything, or they were over there battling in those battles, or they were doing, you know, the medics or, Supplied like everyone that played a role in that, and everyone like politicians, like everyone like played a thing in there and rose to the occasion. And those were not easy things. Those were not. There wasn't a single easy day in all of it. And you don't hear too much. Like I don't hear too much about it ever now. And people saw the map on like world war ii and you know call of duty and, and instead they see maps there and they're okay but they don't actually like look into it there's so much stuff and i just think they deserve more um again sacrifice there's been again while there's rationing working together just doing everything they had to do to keep us us after we got attacked and drug into it and how much everyone was willing to sacrifice whether it was you know again food metals like all just signing up to go over there to battle you know like all the people we lost just in that like it's deserved like they got to respect every single one of them and everyone should it was a crazy level that they like sacrificed that every single one of them had uh That's the only reason why I was ever really upset uh, with the way they were spending 
with you know Obama's defense people, like I think they said we actually had the lowest readiness since before we got drug into World War II. And everyone, oh, you're just because you hate Obama. Like, no, like, because look what happened last time. We were not ready and we were caught flat footed. And we had that attack. We lost our whole battleship fleet. So many people died. We weren't prepared and took us years to even be ready to do it. And that's not good, especially with, you know, bad actors we have in the world right now that will want nothing more than to see us die. So hopefully we get to, you know, hopefully we keep our readiness ready just because there's so many crazy people out there. And I really hope we can all come together like they did then, you know, like we did 9-11, like come together and realize we're all Americans. We're all in this together. And I hope it doesn't take something catastrophic happening, but it always seems to anymore, which is just, and even when crazy things happen now, I mean, everyone just turns into this big divisive thing. There is no, we can all just rise together. It's just a bunch of middle fingers and sadness. And I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't like it. But I really hope we can finally you know, just get through everything and figure out how to come together and be like America. It doesn't have to take some crazy thing, like catastrophe for us to all come together. Like, you know, it's amazing to me that we even get there. And don't forget also, I mean, look at all the, documentaries, miniseries, movies, books, like everything out there dedicated to all these battles and Pearl Harbor and everything that happened after that and all the different parts of World War II and just so much stuff. Please, like, find them. Check them out. Listen to them. Read them. Watch them. Pay attention when you're doing it. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And again, like, you know, none of this would be, like, talked about. Like I was talking about, like if we didn't get drugged out with that attack on Pearl Harbor and the declaration of war and everything that went there, because we're trying, you know, and they've done a lot of good work to get all of it out there and get the history of it all out there. So I highly encourage everyone to go and find the stuff and read it out. And like if you're listening, tell other people, like because there's so much really, really, you know, good stuff out there. And you know, the set again sacrifices that were made by everyone to get us through that because we were under attack because it is a great country they all proved it because look at everything they were doing look at all the people trying to get here like it shouldn't like i just and look i only brought up anyone on the left one time like in a derogatory way and that's just because of where our readiness was because they wanted to cut defense spending Right now, the way Russia and China are, and all, Iran, like all, we need to have defense spending. We need to be ready, not getting ca- caught flat-footed with like all these rockets and everything that everyone else, you know, has like shoot around the planet once before it hits its target. Like we shouldn't be getting caught off guard with that. Like that stuff should not be happening. You know, to pull our heads out, come together, use our brains, just so we're ready. You know. Just look what happened there when we weren't ready. Really bad surprise attack. And then it took us, what, almost two years before we could do like any large offensive or anything just because we didn't have anything. And people were very, like, they're doing all the sacrifices back then. I mean, look around the world. Do you think in the country, how divided, how stupid everyone is? Do you think we're going to have the same thing? I don't think so. And there's a lot of semper eyes out there, you know. But 
man, if everyone could just grow up and get over it before, you know, and realize how lucky they are and how good they have it. Never know, but again, look up some of those battles, read some stuff, do all that, share it around to people just so they have an idea of something besides, okay, it's just Pearl Harbor. Like, there are so much that led up after that. You know, there are attacks beforehand, little ones here and there, um, but that attack led us right into that declarations of war and all kinds of stuff and loss and sacrifice and everything. So, this is a big one, important one, uh, and shouldn't be forgotten here on 80 years. 80 years. Long time. But uh, that being said, I'm going to let you go. Uh, got a Breaking Benjamin acoustic concert to go to tonight, which I'm looking forward to. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be here. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'll be here. Make sure you're ready to check it out. I could just go off the cuff, which is always good. Maybe I'll just talk about CNN, Chris Cuomo and all that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll just sit here and talk about the concert for forever. But again, make sure you look up the books, documentaries, miniseries, like watch them, tell people about them, get people like more involved in knowing what this day is an anniversary of with Pearl Harbor and the death there and then everything that led up after it. It's, I mean, it really is one of the biggest moments in history. Uh, drug us into the last world war. You know, it's kind of important stuff. And those people should be remembered. And everyone should know why we're remembering them. Not just because they got attacked. Like there's just so many people outside of that. So uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe to all the channels, like comment and share out all the audio and video, no matter where you're at. And I have them on right only in cloud hub now too. So please subscribe there. If you're there. Share them out, uh, YouTube, Rumble, Anchor Breaker, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, you know, all over. So please comment, tell me what you think, and share everything out, especially on this one, because they really don't seem to like me in the algorithm on Facebook. So, again, I appreciate it. Thanks for checking me out. Make sure you do everything I said, or at least try to, because they deserve to be remembered. Enjoy the rest of your night, and until tomorrow, my friends, peace.